welcome back to the big program. Uh, let's welcome in two special guests to the uh, Sports 1440 studios here in West Edmonton Mall. Uh, Zoe Sager and Spencer Love from Love Pro Wrestling. Uh, excited to talk to you both today. Thanks for coming in. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Nice to meet you face to face. Yeah, finally. Yeah. yeah, thank you for having us. Yeah, we, very excited we, for this. We've been doing lots, uh, you know, on the phone or whatever, uh, Spencer. But uh, good to have you in studio. So, uh, big event coming up this weekend for you guys, and sort of, uh, you know, um, an amalgamation, if you will, between uh, yourself, Love Pro Wrestling, and the um, Edmonton Oil Kings. Yeah, tell us all about it. Um, what else can you say other than that this is exciting as all heck, right? Yeah. It's quite literally a historical event. There's never been another independent wrestling show at Rogers Place. Uh, we were chatting yesterday and over 7,000 tickets have been sold so far. So this is tracking to be one of the highest attended independent wrestling shows in Canada this year. <laughs> and to get to partner with an organization like the Oil Kings, like I know you guys have had the opportunity to have them on once or twice to say the least. You know what great people are involved with them. So um it was a pretty natural fit, to be honest with you. I, I use the word easy very lightly, but mm -hmm. uh, it was a real easy yes when they said, would you like to be part of an Oil Kings game? And the process when you work with great people is, uh, again, easy is maybe too light of a word for it, yeah. but it's, it's been a real natural fit. We couldn't be more excited. Spencer Love from Love Pro Wrestling with us in the uh, studios here at Sports 1440. So uh, it's a 4 o'clock start. The Blades play here in town against the Oil Kings. Uh, by the way, the Oil Kings are home to Prince Albert tonight. So if uh, you want to take that one in, please do. But so on Sunday, how does this set up? What's the, the game plan? What's the configuration? Uh, what can people expect? Uh, where are you putting the ring? What are you doing? Non-stop action is what you can expect. So we've got the ring set up right there by the uh, sections 127 and 128. Uh, uh, they've got their staging area. The ring's going to be sitting right there from the time people are walking in the doors at 3 o'clock right up until uh, hopefully the Edmonton Oil Kings pull out a W, right? <laughs> so um, we're going to be performing quite literally from the time that doors open up until the end of the second intermission. Uh, we've got five matches on the card, including Zoe Sager challenging for the Ooh. LPW Challenge Championship. <laughs> uh, but five great matches. If you guys have the opportunity to be there right when doors open at 3, get to your seats because uh, from 3.05 on, uh, it's going to be an afternoon like no other so zoe you'll be wrestling on sunday yes well how excited are you i mean when you wrestle at the rec room i mean it's an intimate setting it's a little you know it's cozy mm -hmm. but this is a, a little bigger bigger you know you got seven thousand. it's in a big big rogers place uh, yeah what do you think exactly i'm very excited for it i've had i've been very fortunate i haven't been wrestling for too long, only mm -hmm. about five and a half years. And I've been very fortunate that I've been able to wrestle in places even like the rec room because a lot of other places, um, there were smaller community halls and the vibe mm -hmm. was super, super like close-knit and intimate, th intimate there. Yeah. And then the rec room, it's just a little bit different, more different of a vibe. But now going into big arenas, it's, it's so much bigger. There's so many more people and faces mm -hmm. and it's... I'm very, very excited for it. You think you'll be looking around going, oh boy, you know. Of course. You know, just, yes. you know, I mean, the Oilers play here and now, you know, there's hockey going on. and Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm, it'll be one of those really surreal mm -hmm. moments, I think, um, being able to be in backstage and in that situation of being like, oh, some of the greats have been yeah. here type of thing. Yeah, you'll be able to look up at the banners. You will you know, you see Gretzky, you see everything yeah. like that. So uh, Zoe Sager, uh, Spencer Love with us in the uh, Sports 1440 studios on a Friday morning, 9.08 in uh, Edmonton. So you said you got into it about five years ago, Zoe. Yeah. Why did you get into it? 
Oh, that's like, I don't even know exactly the moment because I watched wrestling pretty much my whole mm-hmm. childhood. Like my dad was super into it. My dad's family is super into it. And so it's just kind of always on TV. Yeah. And then I just, I got away from it. Um, my family moved, didn't get the channel anymore, kind of just <laughs> fell off from it. Um, then just started watching it again. And I'm like, I could do that. <laughs> that looks like a lot of fun. And it would be so incredible to see if like, let's try it, let's go. Mm-hmm. And then found a wrestling school in Calgary, Lance Storm, St- Storm Wrestling Academy. And it was in Calgary, I have family in Calgary. I'm like, I'll go down, I'll train and mm-hmm. rest is history. <laughs> so uh, with all due respect, you're a woman of smaller stature. Yes. So, I mean, what are, I guess, like, what are your strengths? Like, I mean, obviously you're not going in and trying to overpower mm-hmm. an opponent, but so what? what's your philosophy in the ring, I guess? Um, I try to be as well-rounded as I can mm-hmm. be. Um, I am, I'm only 5'2". I'm not, like, that <laughs> yeah. big. Um, but I do think for only being 5'2", I am, like, decently strong for my size. Um, a dynamo. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I might not be able to overpower necessarily, but I can use that strength mm-hmm. to maybe hit a little bit harder than people expect and kind of just catch people off guard a little bit more, move a little bit faster yeah. um, than they would expect and just try and be as well-rounded so I, I can expect anything from them and they might not know what to expect from me. Mm-hmm. Smart. You got to be smart in the mm-hmm. ring, right? Uh, Zoe Sager, Spencer Love from Love Pro Wrestling, uh, our guest. A big event uh, on Sunday uh, during the game at uh, Rogers Place between the Saskatoon Blades and the Edmonton Oil Kings. So, Spencer, when you were saying uh, nonstop wrestling, so you'll be even wrestling during the play is on, or how? No, not so, during game so, plays. So the way okay. we've got it scheduled is uh, we'll have two matches prior to the warm up. Once that ends, obviously the Oil Kings and Blades will have to do their thing. Right, yeah. So we'll take our breather then, and then, like I said, we've got matches uh, both after the warm up and then at the two intermissions. So uh, don't get us wrong; we're certainly cognizant mm, yeah. that we're going to put on some yeah, great wrestling, but uh, make sure. we got to make sure that the guys on the ice yeah. are getting as much attention as uh, as we are <laughs> off of it, right? Well, you never know; some some <laughs> wrestling might break. break Break out on the ice as well. That's exactly. If anybody's going to be trash talking, this might not be the game to do it, hey? <laughs> so what about the card then? You did mention Zoe will be wrestling, but what about you the rest you. of the card here? Uh, so we're opening the match or the evening up with a triple threat matchup. That'll be with T.Y. Jackson, the thickness, Reed Matthews, and then ironically named enough, Jared Rogers. Mm-hmm. Uh, following that, we're going to have a tag team matchup between Lumberjack Larry Woods and Rich King teaming up against <laughs> Jack Pride and Mars the Specialist. Uh, team Ride or Die, Taryn from Accounting and Stephen Crow. They're taking on Barack Garani and Sheik Shabazz for the Tag Team Championships. Zoe Sager versus Travis Williams in a rematch of our main event from our 18th show. Mm-hmm. And then in our main event for the afternoon, it's going to be God's Gift to Wrestling, Michael Richard Blaze <laughs> versus the longest name in pro wrestling, Michael Allen Richard Clark. <laughs> uh, text comes in from Spruce Grove, Corey. It says, can we take a moment to recognize the greatness that is Lumberjack Larry Woods? Can't wait for Sunday. Of course we can. Yeah. We can always take a minute for Larry. Let's go. Yeah. Um, I got a lot of time for Larry. I got a lot of time for everybody on the card and not just as great wrestlers. You know, even when we were just chatting here before the show, Kevin, there's so many great professional wrestlers. I mm-hmm. really don't think that... Uh, 
people are starting to, but I really don't think people grasp just how great the wrestling scene here is. Um, and I'm very proud that each and every individual is a part of Love Pro is what I believe the best at what they do in the ring, but a better person out of it. So uh, a big heck yeah for Lumberjack Larry Woods, uh, but a big heck yeah for everybody that's part of this on mm-hmm. Sunday. I'm, uh, I couldn't be more excited. Uh, what about my buddy Thaddeus? Is he going to be hanging around okay, here? Okay, so you know how they say there's an exception <laughs> to every rule? <laughs> of course he's going to be there. He'll be side by side with Seven. That's Jack Pride and uh, and Mars the Specialist. He'll be managing them. I don't know if you've seen the clip out there on social media, Kevin, but uh, he certainly had himself a time at the two uh, Calgary Hitman games that he was mm. a part of as part of their battles at the Doma. I, I don't think he quite likes being on the ice or as close to ice level as he is because the last time he was that close to ice level, he was stomach down on ice level getting dragged off of it. <laughs> uh, I think the la- every time I see him, he's wearing the Herb Tarlick uh, plaid salesman jacket. <laughs> is, he get- is he still wearing those things or oh, what? Oh, you betcha. And in the best of ways, they've both gotten better and worse. You know, mm. they're the real cream of the crop as far as terrible suits. <laughs> when I met him, I guess the night I or the day I met him, I was doing a story. I was working at Global mm-hmm. and I did the story with Eli Surge. Yes, that's what's, right. What's going on with Eli here? Uh, Eli's actually making his return next or this month, excuse okay. me, for us. So that'll be on January 26th. Um, with any, any professional wrestler, they're all independent contractors. So right. if they've got a date available and they're able to be here, then great. And when they're not able to be here, well, then it's hopefully we'll see you the next time. So uh, <laughs> Eli's a huge part of Love Pro. And uh, it's been unfortunate over the last couple of months that he hasn't been a part mm-hmm. of our locker room, but always someone we're excited to see. So uh, he'll how, be here next Friday. How's his... Uh thing going with the hating birds and the tinfoil on oh, the Oh, they've head. all moved on. Birds oh. just simply aren't real anymore. That's How can what you hate yeah, what's not birds, real? Yeah, birds aren't real. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Uh, I enjoyed the story. I mean, it was a, it was a great uh, great um, to be involved, and in, you know, again, that's an mm-hmm. intimate setting at the rec room, and, and uh, enjoying being uh, a part of that. Uh, Spencer loves Zoe Zager, Sager from uh, Love Pro Wrestling uh, with us in the Sports fourteen forty studios. Big event coming up Sunday, and then uh, another one coming up, I guess, next weekend too. We'll get to that in a little bit. But uh, back to you, Zoe, and you mentioned why you got into wrestling, and mm-hmm. so who were some of the like for me the best Canadian known women's wrestler. It was Trish uh, Stratus, I would think. Yes. I don't know. So uh, did you watch her or who were some of the so, other? So, yeah, I obviously watched Trish. I'm also not very old. So I watched yeah. Trish when I was very, very young. Yeah. And so those memories aren't quite as um, present in my mind. Um, but really, it was Bailey. Okay. Yeah, it Bailey. was ba- Bailey, Bailey, who's in WWE. Okay. Um doesn't matter. That's fine. Yeah. So, and she, so that's who like, you watched a lot of when you were... Oh, I watched a lot of, like, yeah. and still currently, I end yeah. up stealing a lot of stuff from her, <laughs> <laughs> honestly. Um, but Bailey, Liv Morgan, mm-hmm. um, there's so many... Un- yeah. like, there's just, like, I end up finding a lot of people exactly. that and you I t- really you wanna, enjoy. You kind of take a little piece of them and sort of look at, maybe you can put it in your repertoire. Yeah, and try and, like find something that like works mm-hmm. for me and maybe switch it up a little bit so it like works a little bit better yeah. for me but those two specifically I also like Seth Rollins mm-hmm. like so so, so, so good yeah, yeah. so I take a lot of inspiration from a lot of people I also take a lot from like Japanese mm-hmm. like Joshi wrestling okay. um and when when you kind of when you go into a match, like say for Sunday, how do you go about uh, the preparation? Uh, obviously, besides the training, I mean, you you have to work with your opponent. Mm-hmm. H- how does that 
can you explain that to our listeners, how that kind of works? Yeah. So when I go into matches, um, whether it's somebody that I've wrestled before or not, I try and like find as much, um, info about them as I can. I'll Mm -hmm. watch their matches on YouTube and try and figure out kind of what they do and that sort of stuff and, um, figure out different things of my movesets that will work really well against theirs. Um, and something that will just try and come up with as many ideas Mm -hmm. as I can to try and mix our different styles together. Styles and strengths, right? You want to put out, put out the best product possible. Yeah. And do you have an opponent that you might have a little more chemistry with, uh, that, you know, maybe you've wrestled with in the past Mm -hmm. or is, and, and when you find that chemistry, just explain what that's like. Yeah. Uh, so probably the one that I have maybe the best chemistry with is, um, Taryn from accounting who's in, (laughs) (laughs) who's in the, uh, one half of the tag champions right. right now. Um, I've wrestled her so, so many times. Oh, cool. Like I probably have had more matches with Taryn than I have with anyone mm-hmm. else. And so we're able to kind of just read each other's minds and not be, have to like talk to each other a ho- whole lot. If things are going wrong, we both know exactly how we're going to fix it. Mm-hmm. And then it ends up just being, we're on the same wavelength type of thing. Yeah. Um, as well as Gigi Ray, Okay. Um, who's in Japan right now? <laughs> which where, is where do you want to take this? Where do, where do you want to where do you want to go with this? WWE. Really? Yeah. How how does that happen? Like, I mean, obviously you uh, got to work a lot, work lots hard. Lots of it. work, lots and lots of work. Um, kind of just kind of doing as much as you can, trying to get seen as much as you can. Mm-hmm. Lots of emails being sent, trying to send in like matches and stuff to the right people, yeah. and hopefully that that comes back in turn and then the right people see it and hopefully they they like what they see and then mm-hmm. from that point I don't know yeah. but so Spencer uh, just run down the event again this weekend and then touch on what you've got coming up uh, at the rec uh, rec room on next Friday I guess it would be right you betcha yeah. time flies when you're throwing yeah. watches hey <laughs> um, so we've got the oil rumble coming up this Sunday in partnership with the Edmonton Oil Kings it'll be the first ever independent professional wrestling show at Rogers Place doors open at 3 o'clock make sure you're in your seats because we are starting off hot with a triple threat between T.Y. Jackson yeah. the thickness Reed Matthews and Jared Rogers we've got two more matches prior to the game starting one before one after warm-ups following that opening triple threat and then our two main event matchups we've got zoe sager challenging for the lpw challenge championship and michael richard blaze defending the lpw grand championship against michael allen richard clark so Mm -hmm. for anybody who's concerned or anybody who's gone down to any of the battle at the domes or anything like that you're going to have a quite a quick easy afternoon there's nothing post game anything like that the wrestling's wrapped up by the end of the second intermission so uh like i said it'll be non-stop action but it's not going to be this long dragged out experience it's going to hit you hard so you also do work with the uh, spruce grove saints uh, uh, sorry Sherwood park i was crusaders. gonna say i don't know why i got that <laughs> it was on my mind uh with the Sherwood park crusaders sorry about that uh but uh so you guys had the game with brooks and everyone was was going to be the biggest game of the year saturday night crowd 
but unfortunately it was so cold. Brooks had uh, bus troubles yeah. and travel troubles. And now that game that was last Saturday has been rescheduled, which will be another big one. So uh, what's up with that? Yeah. Uh, so it actually was just announced by the AJHL this morning. Obviously, uh, any cancellation is frustrating, but it's for the right reasons. We pride mm-hmm. ourselves in the league, I should say, yeah. the league as a whole, not just the crew and not just Brooks. Yeah. Um, it's player safety first and foremost, right? right? So yeah. um, it's unfortunate you have to cancel, but I know everybody worked their butts off to make sure that we could get another game organized as soon mm-hmm. as possible. So Wednesday, January 31st, we will be back at the Randy Rosen ring, taking on the Brooks Bandits. Uh, obviously, they could change by this point, mm-hmm. but right now that's the second-ranked CJHL junior hockey team versus the yeah. sixth-ranked uh, CJHL junior hockey team. So mm-hmm. it's great bang for your buck, and you really are finding, like, as cliche as it somewhat might sound, Kevin, like, yeah. you're really seeing the next generation of NHL, AHL, European stars coming through yeah, this Yeah, Sherwood Park and Brooks, uh, two of the top teams mm-hmm. in the uh, Canadian Junior League. Thanks so much for both of you stopping in. Good luck tomorrow, or uh, uh, Sunday, Zoe. It's going to be you. good. Uh, you know, just really give her the business, eh? Of course. <laughs> I'm taking the title. It's mine. You know what? The belt is always on the line, isn't it? That's yes. what I always say. <laughs> so good luck, Zoe, and good luck with the event. And it's great that you're partnering up here with the Oil Kings. Oil Kings yeah. do such a tremendous job of promoting their team, the city, uh, charities, and to have the two of the uh, two of you guys come together, it's going to be a lot of fun. I and I think the fans, are, the fans are, are are the big winners here, you know, because it's nonstop. Yeah, nonstop. Thanks for coming in. Thank uh, you, guys. We'll have uh, much more. We'll have uh, our ski report and everything else coming up uh, right after the break on the Kevin Carey Show. Uh, coming up right after the break on Sports fourteen forty. Stay with us. All right, welcome back to the big program. Oh, it was fun to have them in the studio. Uh, text coming in from Hacksaw. Uh, good morning, two K. I think you and the Duke should challenge Low Tide and Declan to a tag team grappling match. Are you up for that, Duke? Only if I get uh, <laughs> lo- only if I get Low Tide. <laughs> well, that's not really fair. De- Declan's a pretty big dude. Yeah, He's pretty. Declan, yeah, he like he likes going to the gym. Bigger they are, the harder, harder they, they fall, fall, dude. There you go. I mean, I'm uh, I'm uh, what do they call? It? I'm I'm country strong. Yeah, you, old, you have you have old man strength, and you're not an old man. And yet. I'm not an old man. Yeah, yet, I think sure. you know. You, hey, I used to know a guy back when I was working in Prince Albert. He was the assistant coach of the Raiders. Les Jack was his name, and just like you, Duke, but he was older, farmer guy, and he had the farm strength. Mm-hmm. And they used to do this thing, do a knuckle twisting. You ever try that? Knuckle twisting? Yeah. So you take your finger like this, right? Yeah. And you go take the other guy, and then you go like this, and then you. Turn. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Basically. He would rip out other guys' fingers. That's how strong his like hands right are. out of their sockets. Right, yeah, dislocate their 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 middle finger. Yeah, and basically just incapacitate them. Uh, so you think you could you could handle low tide? I'm not even too <laughs> sure about that. Actually, <laughs> could you imagine low tide? I see him in a wrestling ring. I can see low tide getting up on the ropes and then elbow dropping me. No, I, I don't see that. But I see him wearing one of those like the old school. Like uh, the wrestling, you know, the the one piece suit that has the one strap on the shoulder. Oh yeah, just the one strap on the shoulder that you know that kind of envelops the body. Then yes, oh yes, yeah, uh, like a Flintstone there. Yeah, thanks, uh, Donovan, the intern. But I, I just think that that's what he would look like in you know in the ring. He would have. I bet he would be a dirty wrestler. You know, he'd be the guy. Have you watched the wrestler? Br- brings bring sand in his yeah, pockets sand. and throw it in. You know, they had the little razor blade in the you know in the fingers oh and stuff God. like that. Oh, yeah. did you have you not seen the wrestler? No, you haven't seen the wrestler with Mickey Rourke. Mickey Rourke. Uh, yeah, I'm familiar with it. I have not seen it. One of the guys, he they had a staple gun. They brought a staple gun in, 
and uh, well, they they brought in barbed wire, and they were like, "That's how like this is like small town wrestling back Basically, in the day." So this is what we're gonna see Sunday at Rogers Place or what? No, that's what we're gonna <laughs> see. That's what we're gonna see with Low Tide and Declan. You know, bring in the ladders. Yeah, they, yeah they'll you know, they'll the pull chairs. out all the stops. They can't be they cannot be bested by the morning program. <laughs> Bonacord Greg says low tide would look like Bam Bam Bigelow. <laughs> low tide. This is from Corey. Low tide reminds me of the guy from Dodgeball that needs to get angry. Yeah, yeah. The the, the world's nicest person, but then as soon as you. Uh, you, you flip that switch, on, then he's unstoppable. Hmm. <laughs> that would be, we would maybe sell that. This could be a charity event. Can I sub in the intern? For me? No. <laughs> <laughs> like, Don, Donovan, the intern, but sub in. Okay, so like we're going, but then what if I, I'm like reaching for the ropes and then in comes Donovan, the intern? Oh, that would be something. Um. Where's that one? Uh, this is from Brent. Uh, back to serious Oilers stuff, if you want to call it that. This is from Brent. I feel like in the past, the teams... Uh, oh, yeah, text 1-833-40-1440. A lot have come in. Uh, we'll try to get to them as many as possible, but we're kind of juggling them all over the place right now. From Brent, I feel like in the past that uh, teams that go on heaters mid-season burn out in the playoffs. Do you guys think this could be a problem with the Oilers? Should they bring up some guys during this win streak and maybe spread out the workload, even if it means some losses? Very good point. We see this a lot, I think, Brent, and it's happened a lot. The The biggest concern, I think, for me with the Oilers is what happens in April. The schedule in April is just insane, uh, they go on the road to start the month in April in St. Louis and Dallas, then come home for a game against Colorado. Those are all, that's a Monday, Wednesday, Friday. But then it's back-to-back Friday and Saturday uh, in Calgary. So home to Colorado in Calgary Saturday. Now that's tough as it is. Uh, then after that, they play six games in nine nights. Now at this point of the season, you're really jockeying for position as far as the playoffs go, wherever you are, if you're right now third or second, maybe when you're challenging Vegas uh, for number two hole, and we'll see what happens with Vancouver. The Canucks still have to, you would think, go on a bit of a slump here. But six games in nine nights. So it starts Wednesday at home to Vegas, day off. Then Arizona's here and Vancouver's here. So three tough games in four nights. Then a day off. Then three and four again. San Jose, and then on the road in Arizona and Colorado to finish out the regular season. But in a span of from the 10th to the 18th, six games, just three days off. And at that point of the season, you you want to try to give some guys some rest. Just like as, as, as Brent, the texter's alluding to, you hope you can give guys a little bit of uh, load management if you want. But it's tough because at that point, you're still trying to ramp up. You're still trying to fine-tune for the playoffs. And you're still trying to probably solidify whatever spot you're in. Um, Duke, I, th- I think that's a, probably a fair assessment uh, in April. And, we, you know, we haven't even got past where the Oilers are after the break here. And every team gets a long break. This is, the, this is their time of the year. It's a nine- or ten-day break, you know, ten days basically. But... Some teams have it at the beginning of the All-Star break. Some teams have it after. 
So that's why, you know, there are, it's not like a 10 day break for the league, mm-hmm. but for the Oilers, it's 10 days right after their game. Uh, their final home game against Nashville. Yeah. No, I, I think you hit on everything there about kids. Like, if the Oilers were doing this wire to wire, it'd be a different story. But because they put themselves in such a big hole, like, you got to crawl out of it before you can start thinking about, like, taking your foot off the gas a little bit. And they've obviously done that. They're right in the midst of, a, uh, of, of the playoff race. But, like, like you want to talk, like, calling up guys, like, who do you want to call mm-hmm. up? Like, Raphael Lavoie, if you fill Kemp some more games, no. like I, because it's not like the, like Dylan Holloway is is expected back. He's doing his conditioning down in Bakersfield right now, I believe. Correct. Mm-hmm. Dylan Holloway's the guy. That's the only like guy. He's, but like he, that's not a call. Like that's a roster player. Mm-hmm. He's just been injured, so he'll be back in the lineup, and then all of a sudden you're back to rotating that last forward spot between the likes of of James Hamlin, Sam Gagne, uh, Adam Ernie, and Co. Right. So mm-hmm. it, it, like that's the only thing that's really going to um, change. And the peaking too early thing, I totally get it. But I think we're like in the middle of the season. I think that's a great time to go on a big heater, and then you kind of cool off. Like I said, the Oilers are going to lose again at some point here. Um, you lose again, and then all of a sudden you go back to your, mm-hmm. you know, win two, lose one, win three, lose two, whatever. Right back to that kind of more regularly scheduled programming down the stretch, and then you kind of want to be at full health and and all all cylinders firing come the end of April or middle of April, I should say. So um, I, I, I'm not I'm not for concerned about this because it's the middle of the season. Mm-hmm. People that go on heaters in the end of March and then cool off, they hit that cold streak the last two weeks of the regular season. And that's more concerning. We've seen that happen. And yes. again, Vancouver has to, you know, they're going to go on a roll here or a run that's the reverse of what they have been going. They're going to, it's going to happen. It's It could be a, a Vancouver situation where it's similar to LA. Maybe you get one or two wins in 10 games, but you're going overtime, getting some points. Uh, see what happens. Uh, Text coming in one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. This is from Eden, father of Arius. Good morning, gentlemen. Do you think Ryan Nugent Hopkins would be able to survive in the wild without Connor McDavid? It appears Nuge doesn't do anything unless McDavid is carrying him. Eden, father of Arius. Well, Eden, I think you are one hundred percent totally wrong on this. You could not be have a further poor take if you look at how and when the Oilers lines are constructed and when Ryan Nugent Hopkins plays with uh, Connor McDavid, that line is going. When Ryan Nugent Hopkins plays with Leon Dreisaitl, that line is going. There is always a common theme. Whatever line Ryan Nugent Hopkins is on, that line is producing. So your take here is 100% wrong. Sorry, Eden. Uh, text one eight three three fourteen forty. Gord Oil says Kevin not peaking too early is a great thought, but it's an overthought. Oilers need to go through this to get back into the playoff conversation. Uh, when the sun shines, you make hay. Very true. Yes, you have to make hay when the sun shines, and because of the uh, hole that the Oilers dug themselves in, this is how they've had to perform to get out of this hole. So just think, the Oilers with a twenty. And three record. 20 wins, three losses in their last 23 games. And they've only moved into third place in the Pacific Division because of this. That's how good they've been, but that's how far they've had to come. To. <laughs> that, that, that's the funniest thing. Like, if you were to say a team that has been on this streak that they have, but the two uh, sandwiched around that uh, little three-game skid in December 
Like you'd think they'd be competing for the top of the division, if not leaps and bounds ahead of it. But their start was so bad. This team was second last in the NHL, Mm -hmm. losing to the only team below them. Uh, we got a text uh, coming in from Big Easy. Duke, can you kind of look after this uh, in a break? Uh, Big Easy has uh, he's got to work on Sunday, and he has a pair of tickets to the Oil Kings game that he wants to give away. Section one ten row seats in one and two, right behind the goaltender. I would imagine that would be at the other end of where the wrestling is going to be happening. Mm-hmm. But still, I mean, you get in the building, you can watch some wrestling, watch some Oil Kings game. Uh, so we will uh, check in with the Big Easy to get those, and uh, we'll figure something out as the morning progresses, I guess. I don't know. What do you want to say? Who's your favorite wrestler, Duke? Something yeah, like just, just send us a text saying... Um yeah, saying who your favorite wrestler is, and then we'll uh, we'll we'll kind of mm-hmm. randomize it, put yeah. them in a draw, and we'll uh, we'll give away a pair of tickets to the Oil Kings it, game Sunday. Thanks to the Big Easy for that. If you want to go to the Oil Kings game, send us a text. Who's your favorite wrestler? That's a simple one, and the Big Easy will figure things out and uh, get your um, address and phone number so you can send the tickets uh, to our lucky winner to go in and uh, watch a little wrestling, watch a little hockey. Cat Dad already says Owen Hart, Stone Cold Steve Austin from Clay. Do you ha- did you have a favorite wrestler or do you or did- it, it wasn't? It's not my like it was never my thing. Yeah. We didn't I didn't watch it growing up. Uh, it wasn't on in my home uh, at the farm. Like we watched tons of sports, like everything you know, baseball, football, yeah. hockey, etc. But wrestling was never really on the uh, on the table. So I don't have a favorite one. Obviously, over time you see mm-hmm. some of these guys, and I mean like. I kind of wish I'd been into a little bit more like Stone Cold Steve Austin is prime. Like it looks like it was friggin' sweet, right? Yeah. So if I had to say, I guess I'd probably say uh, Stone Cold, maybe Randy Orton. I like the uh, the like the like yeah, slithers, yeah. slithers in and then the the reverse drop on them. So um, I like, and most of my knowledge of these things just comes from social media and clips of people using them to describe other things. Uh, or the was it the Undertaker like out of the coffin, like <laughs> yeah. back from the dead? That's like there's things like that are so funny. I'm going way back, Duke. We're, I'm going back to Stampede Wrestling, and I wish I wish you would be able to see some of those reruns because we're talking in the 70s when you had one channel or two channels, and Stampede Wrestling was on on Saturday afternoon. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know, I'll go back to you know the Cuban Assassin and you know guys like that. So I mean, Stampede Wrestling was so much fun to watch uh, ultimate warrior says mike favorite wrestler was uh the undertaker uh patrick's was bret hart uh the best there is the best there was the best there ever will be bret the hitman hart lots of guys uh gene Can- gene kaniski oh that's one from the old days that's from uh, jamie oh big mean gene Ooh. stone cold steve austin owen hart there's so many great wrestlers and i mean the hart family in calgary Ooh. Man, they, there were so many stories coming out of there. It was a big, that's a big part of Calgary history. Big ty- big big part of Alberta sports history, the Hart family and uh, what they meant to Stampede Wrestling. And uh, there's a, a Chicano, the Cuban assassin. That's back in the day. Uh, my neighbor across the street, his name was Danny Babyface Wolowski. He used to wrestle with Stu Hart. I'm going to get, a, I'm going to show you a picture of him if I can. Um, Archie the Stomper Goldie, Brutus Beefcake. I haven't even heard of half of these people. Again, these go back. These are go. We're going back, Duke. So uh, we'll get these tickets uh, to one of our, our listeners, and uh, uh, thanks uh, for the big easy for uh, setting that up. When we come back, we'll have a little more uh, open text time. Top of the hour, uh, the show just continues to rock and roll. And we've got uh, 
Ryan Leslie from uh, Roger Sportsnet in Calgary to talk about uh, tomorrow's big game. And that's uh, that's a big one in the Battle of Alberta, The obviously with the Oilers and the, the uh, Calgary Flames in Calgary. The Flames losing last night by a score of 4-3. Austin Matthews had three goals uh, for the Leafs, but man, that hand pass, and uh, we'll get... We'll get Ryan Leslie's take, and it wasn't really a hand pass. We all know that. Uh, then uh, Nate Paperni and hopefully Lee Zalaski from the uh, the Junior Oilers. That'll be our uh, game of the day for St. Albert Dodge. Big game tonight at Bill Hunter Arena. Much more on the Kevin Carey Show on Sports 1440 right after the break. Stay with us. Oh, the Duke, yeah. Coming uh, hot with a little Morgan Wallen. I, did, I had to ask you. But you've played that one before. Uh, yeah, it's it's probably about like every second Friday. Maybe sometimes it's two in a row. Maybe not for a couple weeks. But yeah. we got a, a good um, a good slate of requested songs each week. So you know, this he's one was, for, this was, this like was his, from Marty. I like his pace, his voice. I like that. I like that. Guy. Yeah, uh, he's, he's very popular. He's he's about as big as it gets in uh, country music right now. So Duke, did you think there would be so many Stampede wrestling fans? This is unbelievable. The text line is <laughs> overwhelmed. <laughs> Uh, we're getting uh, close to giving those tickets away for Sunday's uh, uh, Love Pro Wrestling event at the Edmonton Oil Games against the Saskatoon Blades. Uh, once again, the, the Oil Kings are home tonight for the Prince Albert Raiders. Uh, Ravencrest Dave texts in, Hey guys, love the Stampede Wrestling Talk. The manager, J.R. Foley, broadcaster Ed Whalen. Uh, there's a party tonight and you're not invited. <laughs> Bad news, Alan. Coco, beware. Great stuff, David the Raven. Uh, Nails is uh, off the top rope. Look out, Nelly. Yes, that was uh, Ed Whalen. Uh, Spaghetti, the styling, profiling, limousine, riding, jet flying, kiss stealing, wheeling, and dealing. Son of a gun, nature boy, Ric Flair. Woo! Have you seen the, the documentary on Ric Flair then? Yeah. No. Oh, you haven't? No, no, no. It's a 30 for 30, I believe. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I haven't seen that one. Well worth watching. Yeah. I mean, Ric Flair and those guys lived hard. And you know what? Even uh, the HBO documentary on Andre the Giant. Have you seen that one? No. Just called Andre. Yeah. Uh, that documentary is unbelievable. Talking about the copious amount of alcohol that Andre the Giant could put back. And I mean, we're talking dozens of beer and cases of wine at a sitting. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Like, just dozens, like, you know. And Ric Flair talk, talks about it. He goes, well, I mean, I, I saw Andre the Giant. I saw him drink 100 beer one night. Well, I mean, when you're that size, you can probably probably put him away pretty good. <laughs> just like, like picture, like you taught, you told a story yeah. of, uh, of you and Ruben mm-hmm. uh, when he yeah. kind of drank you under drank. the table. Imagine you trying to keep up with Andre the Giant. <laughs> yeah. Ruben drank me under the table in uh, at Tootsie's in Nashville a long time ago. Uh Cat Dad says we're going to say the word. It's not that bad. Uh, Andre the Giant also used to think farting was hilarious. So in that documentary, and again, Hulk Hogan talks about it. And he and Hulk Hogan says that Andre the Giant was the biggest wrestling star in the history of wrestling. But he used to gas guys out in the in the elevator and things like that. <laughs> oh. How about this one? Uh, Do you see this one from Imitation Tom here, Kevin? Uh, fire it up. I mean, they're coming. In. So I they, can't keep up. You can't, dude, so. Like I said, yeah. they're flooding it. So I'll, I'll just read it for you from Imitation Tom. Great memory when I was turning 11. I got to invite two friends over for a sleepover. My mom surprised me with three tickets to WWF. Yes, F. She suddenly <laughs> realizes she didn't buy herself a ticket, scrambles to find a ticket four sections over. Me and my two buddies get to sit alone <laughs> at the event. Epic. Leaving my poor mother to sit alone at an event she had no business being at, just surrounded by dudes. 
Oh, man. Uh, great gamma, Makam Singh, uh, the general uh, J.R. Foley and uh, Wakamatsu, Brooklyn Brawler. I mean, I, you, can't, you can't keep up here. I can't keep up to these texts coming in. It's amazing. Uh, but <laughs> those two documentaries, if you get a chance, I mean, you're so far behind, Duke, on your television watching. We, we all know what takes priority for me on a night-to-night basis, Kevin, and that yeah. is uh, the football games over the weekend and then on a, like... Oilers play three times a week, and I'll, I'll be honest, I, I don't just watch the Oilers, and I don't just watch um, mm-hmm. the Ducks in, in their nightcap games. Uh, whatever's starting at 5 o'clock, I usually uh, take a pick of a marquee game or two, throw them up on the TV, and uh, and kind of peruse the entire league, because I, I, I'm just a, like a hockey fan. I, I'm not an Oilers fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I grew up a Ducks fan, but at this point in my life, I'm mostly just a hockey fan, and even more than that, just a sports fan, so I'll dabble some basketball in there too. I, and like I'll throw on like one or two episodes of I don't know, Seinfeld or some sitcom mm-hmm. before I go to bed. That's, that's pretty much it. There's so many t- shows out there you can't keep up with that either. Just oh, like God, we, it's just impossible. Like we, can't, we can't keep up to <laughs> these texts coming in with wrestlers. Uh, and how it used to work years ago, Duke, I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but uh, even, uh, so we got uh, wrestlers from my past who I watched in Winnipeg. I don't have a name on this. Please send your name in. Mad Dog Vashon, Don Leo Jonathan. These are Andre the Giant. These Frenchy Champagne, these were guys that traveled... Um, on the circuit, if you want to call it that. <laughs> Uncool Dad says, the Cuban assassin, hair courtesy of Mixmaster. <laughs> that was Ed Whalen. Uh, and again, Ed Whalen was the Calgary Flames play-by-play man. That's, uh, you know, how he, like, how, just think about that. A guy that does wrestling and then at night he's going to do Flames play-by-play. But getting back to my point, Duke, years and years ago, before... I guess Vince McMahon turned it into the empire that it is. There were territories of wrestling, and they would have a territory down in the southeastern United States. They'd have one maybe up the seaboard in the New York area. They'd have one, you know, sort of in in the Atlanta area. All of these um, territories were independently owned and operated. And I guess Vince McMahon, you could say, was the guy, and Vince McMahon Sr., I think, was the guy that sort of pulled them all together and turned it into the empire of WWF and then WWE. So it, it, was, it was a crazy time. Beer Man says, in about 1987, I was selling pop at a WWF event and two very attractive ladies sitting in uh, what would be the Euler bench calls me over to buy pop. They tell me the story, how they got picked up on the plane coming in from Toronto by Andre the Giant, and he gave them the box tickets. <laughs> like, that's a story. You don't get stories like this in any other sport. Uh, uh, we're going to thank... Uh, the Big Easy for giving away the tickets, Duke? Yeah, Big Easy uh, couldn't, can't make the game, so he served up his two tickets. And uh, the Blake-Eyed Blake okay. is, uh, is our winner today. So uh, he he, uh, he sent in his favorite was um, Archie the Stomper Goldie. That was his favorite wrestler. So it was just random. I, I threw a bunch of the, the names that, like I said, mm-hmm. so many of them came in. And then obviously just confirming that Blake's actually able to go, and okay. he says he is. So we're going to uh, we'll get him set up with those tickets from Big Easy. Big thanks again. And uh, looks like we might possibly have some other stuff to give away, but we, we, who knows if we'll have time for that. We might have to pass that off to uh, uh, Connor and Gregor this afternoon. And that was the kerning stuff? I yeah. Just sort of zipped through Yeah, once once too. again, I have to go back and even find that message yeah. because so many are coming in. But <laughs> we'll get we'll get those details sorted out too, and if we have uh, if we have time, we'll we'll try and give away some uh, curling tickets. It's for the morning. curling that's going on in Red Deer, though. Yes. So we need, we yeah. need a listener S- slam close events. to Delburn. 
I'll tell you what, maybe I'll take them off. Uh, Would you go to, then. and it's the Grand Slam event in Red Deer, right? It's a, yeah, it's a, so, so a tour event uh, down yeah. in Red Deer this weekend. He says, uh, yeah, he's got passes for the events and stuff. And Because I am obviously going home this weekend, but I, like I said, I kind of promised uh, the sister I'd give her a hand tomorrow morning. Maybe and she then, wants to go. Well, she's got work to do. Could you could you imagine telling your sister that you that she's doing the work, the chores, and you bug her off to Red Deer and watch? Well, her? I'll just, yeah, I'll send her a text. Be like, yeah, sorry, I can't uh, can't make anymore. I got uh, nailed down some curling tickets. How does how do the chores get divvied up? Like you're talking like when we were kids. Well, even now, like I mean, well, who's pulling you, rank out there? Like I mean, is she saying no, no, you're doing this, I'm doing? Well, like my my eldest sister, she has a family of her own at at their operation, um, kind of like in conjunction with my brother-in-law's family. So they run a purebred cattle operation and grain farming and mm-hmm. stuff. So they're all there. Like it's separate. They just ask whenever they need an extra hand, whether it be to uh, run some stuff to the shoot or, or, you know, uh, drive silage truck. Although that sometimes has gone to uh, not such great ends uh, with uh, tipping one over one time, <laughs> what, but whatever the case, so they'll just let me know. And if I'm able, I give them a hand and then vice versa at the, at the main homestead. Uh, dad's pretty much solo there right now. Cause um, my, my sisters and I, we all have uh, our own jobs and lives and careers. So uh, if he has a bigger job, apart from the day-to-day stuff, like mm-hmm. last weekend I went down and uh, was sawing off, or not last weekend, the one previous, uh, sawing off um, horns of those pale bunner Holsteins. So, mm-hmm. And that was a big mistake too, do, asking, do, it, doing that after donating blood because then I almost <laughs> passed out. You don't use a sawzall with that, eh? Like a, oh, buddy, a, good uh, luck. I just, I don't know. Like, I mean, no, yeah, what are you it, using? To, to, you're, so it's cable, wire cable. Oh, yeah, you wire, kind of tie yeah. two ends to handles or, or okay. wrenches, whatever, and then just you, you the get it knocked in. Out, right? I mean, oh, oh the, yeah. Like, it's yeah. like, you, we, so we put a halter on them and yeah. then kind of wrap that to the edge of the chute so their head's kind of fixed. But even still, they obviously can yeah, twist it and turn around. around you, right? Using a power tool there. Just the sound and whatever. Well, it's, yeah, it'd be even just having them sit still long enough to get through it would be a 0% chance, so... Maybe we'll get Donovan the intern on that. Well, next next time I'm going to tell him that's part of his uh, his practicum is that he's got to come down and mm-hmm. put in a shift on the weekend uh, at the farm. <laughs> that, I like that idea. <laughs> you know, you were talking about watching sports watch, and if you can, you watch you know the odd movie or a show or whatever. Just the way the NHL schedule is set up, I, I don't know, and it's been like this for several weeks now with games alternating so he- days: Tuesday, Thursday, Saturdays. I understand heavy slates. I get it. But like on a night like tonight, there's four games in in the NHL. None of them pique my interest. Yeah, it's Detroit at Carolina, New Jersey at Columbus, Minnesota at Florida, and then the Islanders and Blackhawks. There isn't a game there that I'd go. I want to watch this game. But last night there were tons of games that you were interested in. Tomorrow, tons of games with twelve contests in Hockey Day in Canada. I understand the Saturday. I just think that maybe it might be getting a little bit too heavy, too dry during the week. I don't know if somehow they can, and again, scheduling is tough. That's that's how it works. Scheduling is very difficult. Duke, how are we looking for the ski report? I haven't even asked. I, I, it, might, uh, it might be a later in the show type oh, thing today because okay. obviously, I mean, it, it, I understand that yeah. uh, our resort rat, as he uh, goes by Steve, <laughs> uh, he's he's got, you know, his own business to take care of. So it might just slip the uh, the mind this morning. But whenever we do get it uh, rolled in here, we'll get it recorded up and mm-hmm. uh, played over the airwaves. And if if something were to happen and we kind of don't quite get it, I'm sure it'll be ready to rock and roll for the Gregor mm-hmm. Show this afternoon when it runs again. Uh, should mention Shane Pinto back with the Ottawa Senators after everything that happened, missing basically half the season. So 
interesting situation in Ottawa. Top of the hour, we will uh, preview tomorrow night's Edmonton Oilers Calgary Flames game at the Saddle Dome with Ryan Leslie from Rogers Sports, and then Nate Paperni, uh, Paperni, and uh, Lee Zalaski uh, to uh, preview the Junior Oilers game tonight at Bill Hunter Arena. Uh, before that, time now for a sports fourteen forty update brought to you by. The Snow Valley Ski Club. All runs and lifts are ready to rock and roll. They're open and ready for family fun seven days a week. Just uh, visit snowvalley.ca to check out all the details. Here is the Duke.